Repeat the topic with me, please. Say, gifted with purpose and independence. One of the greatest dreams of life is to be free. It is amazing how wonderful it feels when you can say, I am free. And I get to choose. And that's the dream. Young people dream it all the time. They dream of the day when they will no longer have to obey these rules. They want their own car, their own house. They want to go on their own trips with their own friends. But what comes with that is your own bills and your own responsibilities. You don't get independence without accountability. At some point, you have to manage and deal with the other side of it. You get to be a pastor, you want to be over church, you want to get up here and preach, you want that, that's fine. But this is 10% of the job. And I'm not making that number up. This is 10%. You know, in terms of even hours I work a week. It is a very small fraction of what I do every day. And I think it's really important for you to understand the other side. The power to do certain things always brings with it a level of responsibility and emotional uh, pressure that is not easy. And so what I want to do today is take you on a journey backwards a little bit. And I want to ask you a question, my big question for the day. Many of you are independent. You have been independent for a while to some degree. You've had some sense of, you know, independent control of your life. What have you done with your gift of independence? The independence you already have, what have you done with it? Have, you, have your choices moved you closer to your purpose or further away? You're independent. You get to make choices. Give me some questions to kind of think it through here. When you were free to control your time, what did you do with your time? You now, some of you have more control of your time than you've ever had, so what are you, what are you doing with it? Students, you were out all summer. What did you do this summer? Is your room in the same condition it was before the summer started? What did you do? When you could choose where you would go, where did you go? What was your decision? You know, I'm always amazed when I, I like to ride around with Diane. We always ride around together. It's a lot of fun. And, and we, we smack and chew in my car. We love to hang out like that. It's just our, our, our fun dates. And we talk for hours. It's really great. And what she, you know, what we, I always, I'm always amazed. I see people downtown, especially, they, a lot of them, you can tell they went to college. So they went to college for, for all these years, paid all this money uh, so that they can get drunk and stand outside in the cold. And that's fun. Now that they have control of their life, they're, out of, they're in their own career, but this is, this is your dream. Your dream was to get to this place so you can get high still. That's your purpose. That's what all this was about. I'm always amazed at guys who become greatly, highly successful, but that's what they do with their life. Now that you control your time, now that you can control where you go, where do you go? Back to the old neighborhood, hang with the same people, have the same conversations. It's amazing. When you could choose what to do with your money, what did you do with it? Did you overspend? You got the salary you dreamed of, and now you have it, and so what do you, what do you, what do, you do? You, you go buy more stuff than you need to buy. When you could choose who you would date, who did you choose? Now you want to blame God for that, right? 
relationship goes bad, you start praying, oh, God, oh, God, help me, Lord, I can't believe. But who chose this person? Why did you choose them? Please back up for a minute and ask yourself, now that I've been independent, how have I managed it? What have I done with the independence I already have? And have I used that independence to move closer to my purpose or further away from my purpose? Now, there are three simple things I'm going to talk about today about this gift of independence that God's given to you. And I want to just kind of get you to think about them for a minute. Repeat them with me, please. Say the gift of free will, the gift of boundaries and limits, and the gift of right now. Those are the three things I want to briefly talk to you about. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 is a great text in Scripture because it's the first time God talks about why he made man. What was his purpose? What was his plan? And he lays out this very clear bottom line. Listen to what it says, and I just love the way he puts it. God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And I want you to let them have dominion, big word, over, say that word with me, please come on, over the fish of the sea and over the birds and, uh, of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created who? Them. Say it again, them. God blessed who? Them. And God said to them, both male and female, not just men. God's plan was not just for men to be made in his image, but women. And I'll talk more about this image thing in a minute. But notice that he said he blessed them and he wants them both to be what? Fruitful. That's why women feel the need to be fruitful, because you're supposed to be. He didn't just make, make a man. He made women. Female self-image is just amazing. I, 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 we don't do enough sometimes to inspire you. Now guys are having the same challenge. Men have their own journey with this whole self-image thing. But there's something about understanding that you were designed to be fruitful and you were designed to multiply, grow. And that's not just having babies. There's supposed to be this multiplication, this expansion in your life. When he designed you, his purpose was for you to expand, for you to grow, to be fruitful, to multiply. And love this, listen, and fill the earth. I want you to go everywhere, north, east, south. I want you to travel. I want you to go. I, want, I don't want you to do some Chatham County. No, I, want you to, I don't want you to go to just one Tower of Babel, if I can go back a sermon series ago, and stand there at one tower all your life and never spread out. I don't want that. That's not my purpose for you. I want you to fill the earth. And he says, not only fill the earth, I want you to subdue it. That's a call to science. Learn. Become educated. Get a master's degree. Go for it. Take charge of your life. There's no real deal. I mean, get a certificate. Get, I don't, it doesn't have to be a master's degree. Get something. Advance yourself. Go to a workshop. Go online. Google it. Look it up. Read an article. Anything. But I want you to subdue it. Take charge of the world. Learn. Figure it out. And have dominion. There it is again. Over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Please notice this strong call for you to be over things, not under. Are you, in your life, living over or under things? And a lot of us, we're honest, we're under things. We're under debt. 
We're under bondage. We're under emotional stress. That's, that's why we feel bad. We're not supposed to be there. That's not God's purpose for our lives. That's why it doesn't feel good. That's why you stay up at night. That's why it worries you, because you're not supposed to owe those people. You're not supposed to be fearful that they're going to come get you or take something from you. You don't need any car that they're going to take. Let me, I mean, give me a, bring me a break. Get something. That, you're better with the bicycle you can keep than a car you're trying to hide around the corner from the repo man. There's something about being clear about how you were designed. Ladies, you were designed to feel a sense of purpose. Men, you were designed to feel a sense of value. He made you in his image, and he put certain powers in your hands. And those powers are real clear. We were made in the image and designed to be a reflection of him. Can you say that with me, please? Come on. A reflection of him. Say it again. Come on. A reflection of him. We were given the independent ability to do three things. Ready? Say it with me, please. Say think, feel, and decide. That's what it means to be made in God's image. You have intellect, you have emotion, and you have will. You have the power to say yes, think about it, no, don't like it, like it, decide what to do, not to do, go, not go, it's all up to you. You have your destiny in your hand. God gave you that power to choose. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be this. I want to be that. God gave you that ability and power. That's a gift from God. That's how you were designed. And guess what's important to understand? You still have it. You still have the same power to choose. Now, you can say, I want to go. I don't want to go. I want to advance. You can say, I don't like where I'm at. I want to change. You can look in the mirror and say, I don't like the way that person looks. I'm going to do something about it. But it depends on whether you're willing to really do something about it. That's a power you have. So you decide now. You decide. It's a gift, free will. You will not be robbed of that right. If you want to wreck your life and do drugs and be high all your life and get lost, in, you, they, hey, go for it. You decide. Not me. Not God. You. You decide. Adam and Eve, they, a, a, a tree, something was put in the middle of the garden called a tree. And this tree was very important. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what that tree was a symbol of, independence. You now get to choose. This is the place. Without the tree, you have no choice. So I put you in a room, and I say, and there's no bed in the room, and I say, don't touch the bed. <laughs> okay, that's easy. There's no bed. But if there's a bed in the room, and I say, don't touch the bed, now you have a decision to make. The tree was crucial. And all this was designed to give man a clear, clear picture of how God thinks. I want you to decide. Do you really think it's, it's somebody else's fault? That, that where you are in life is where you are? Do you think your marriage is where it is because of somebody else's fault? Two people got married. Two people made a decision. Somebody's, some, you know, generally it's both. There's some blame for both. You've decided cussing and yelling at each other and calling each other names and being rude to each other and all that. It's okay. So that's how you've developed over the last several years. And so now your marriage has all this worn, all this, um, I call it um, wear and tear. That's a better way of saying it. And it's because that's how you've lived. When you, when you make the decisions to do certain things, th those are your, that, that's the gift of independence. That's the gift of free will. You choose. Eat the fruit. Don't eat it. 
It's up to you. Without that choice, you're a robot. And God didn't want you to be that. He said, I want to make you like me. I can choose. You can choose. Some of you say, well, boy, I didn't make some good choices. Probably not. We all can say amen to that. How about one big amen? Now, though, if you think about it, though, that tree was what I call the second thing on our list, the gift of boundaries. Listen to what Genesis 2.16 says. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may eat, freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat of it, the day you do this. Some things are day sensitive. Some things are, are day sensitive. The day you smoked your first hit on crack cocaine, the day you did it, that was the day. I know people who took one drug, one capsule, changed their life forever, one in the 20, early 20s. One little, little, little pill that big changed his entire life. The guy, he went to a drug guy, and the guy told him, said, do not take the whole pill, take half. And he looked at the pill, and he said, what, these words, what can this little pill do to me? And he took it. And he did not, he's never been the same since. Choices. The power of a decision. The power of a moment. God said the day you eat this, you're, the day you cross this boundary, the day you start, guy, watching pornography and you're all over the internet and your brain, the way it was wired, is poison to you. It, it sticks to you, dude. It just won't let you go. Creates these false images in your life, these false images that you are. That, look, if it was true, I, you know, I'd go for it. It's just not true. That's just not how people are. That's fantasy and phony, and you're in the land of odds. That's not true. And you don't want your daughter there. You don't want your mother there. You don't want your sister there. Why are you watching some other lost woman be there? Give me an amen. Why are you See, I want you, to, I want you to pause and think about this. I want you to think about how profound the boundaries are. It's a gift. Don't get in this much debt. Don't do this. If you do, the day you owe this many people, the day you do it, the day you cross over into that land of anger and frustration and mad and all that, there, there's something about biting that fruit. Bitterness and hatred and holding against everybody and what they did to you and talking to everybody about it and just spreading the poison. The day you cross that boundary, you die. You ever seen people, they're deader than they know? When you meet them and you talk to them, you can see something in them they can't see in themselves. Some of you teachers have students, and you talk to them, and you hear their conversation, and here's what you say in your heart. You'll never get there. You can never get to that purpose. You may feel this is your purpose to be whatever, but you'll never get there with these attitudes, with these study habits, with these work ethics. You'll never get there. You're late, you're late to school. How are you going to be on time to work? Help me understand that. What's the difference? They're paying you? You think so? No. You, you, know, you can't be faithful to one person. You're not faithful to this one, so the next one you're going to be faithful to? You need to pause for a moment and say, I don't like boundaries. My issue is I don't like boundaries. That's what we're teaching this generation. There are no boundaries. Just do what you want to do. Yes, that's fine. 
but you shall surely die. Your, your relationships will die. Your finances will die. Your emotions. It's a, you see people look at them. They have millions of dollars and you're high. Explain that to me. Explain to me why you have eight mansions and you're high. Explain that to me. Explain to me. Explain to me why you look gorgeous but you're insecure. Explain that to me. You're being paid for your beauty, but you're not happy yet. You know why? Because you're crossing boundaries. And, and he said, listen, dude, I'm, the, 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 you, you don't need Adam, you don't need Eve to have anything to do with this tree. This is the one thing you need to stay away from. If you cross this, your whole family should surely die. And what, what's interesting is, if you're honest, you're watching it happen in your families. They live across all the boundaries. And now you're wondering what to do. Well, here's the third thing. You ready? First thing you need to do is decide now. The second thing you should do is stop now. Just stop. Pull your car over and say, I need to stop. Right now. Right now. Right now. The cigarette is killing me. It is... Now, stopping. I just don't need this alcohol. I don't need this. I don't need these friends. I don't need this kind of language. I don't need to, I don't need to expose my kids to this. I don't need to be this angry. I need a new job. I need to focus on redirecting my attitude. I'm going to stop myself right now. Done with that tree. I'm done eating that fruit. And what I'm going to do is start something different. You see, the third thing on the list that I told you you should do is understand the gift of right now. See, there's the gift of free will, then there's the gift of boundaries, and then there's the gift of, of right now. Right now, you can start something. You know, you can spend your life looking back and talking about what you didn't do and the fruit you ate and you shouldn't have done this. And some people make that a profession. They like to tell you all the things they've done wrong. They think that's so glorious. You know, I was this, I was that, I was this. I think there's a value to that in some degree. But I can't spend my life telling you how awful I was. I need to be working on my life now. I need to start now. So you have the gift of right now. You, do, you know you are here. Hello, are you there? No, 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 try it again. You are here. You know that, right? Would you do, do me a favor? Would you look up at me and say, I'm here. I'm here. You don't sound like it. You sound like you're almost here. Can you say it again? Come on, say, I am here. I'm here. See, right now, here, right now, you're here. You're here. You're present. You see, I want you, even the baby's awake, good. Everybody's, everybody needs to understand, whatever happened in your past is back there. You are here now with this knowledge. You're not the same person you used to be. And you don't need to spend all of your life trying to dwell on that. Learn from it. I believe in that. I believe in taking an autopsy, listing the things I did wrong and learning from them. But I need to move on and understand that I am here now. You're not married to that person anymore. You're not on that job. You're not in that neighborhood. You're not there anymore. Please stop dwelling on that now. You are here now. Come on, come on, come on. Work with the preacher. Come on, are you hearing me? You are here now. You are here. Not in that city, not in that town, not with those people. And so you need to start now. That's what I can do. That's what I can do with my life. My marriage was what it was, and my, whatever my children were, they were. You were in prison, but you're free now. You're out. 
You're out. You're here. You have a chance now. Here's the question. What are you doing with this time? What are you deciding now? Are you going back to the same old thing? Oh, God, help us. Didn't I learn from that? Didn't I, didn't I, didn't I learn? What did I learn? Didn't I learn those kind of people? Didn't I, what did I learn from that? Being down on myself? You know, in this job, you know, sometimes I said earlier, you need to get on your nerves, get in front of people. Who wants to do this? Jesus. Who wants to, you know, you, you get up here and you, you, you know, I have to tell myself, Temple, just chill out. Do your best. If they don't like it, tell them to come back next week. Don't worry about your clothes or your need or your what. I don't know. I'm doing the best I can. Comb my hair and everything. You, you know, you can go through a lot of emotional pressure, but you have to stop yourself and just stop it. What did I learn from thinking those ways and worrying about all that stuff? Dwelling on all the stuff that you didn't do right? Dragging up all these dead things in your brain? Emotionally wrecked? How dare you not love yourself? You're not pretty enough? Who told you? Stop, stop, stop. Pause, pause, pause. I, I, what happened? You, you are not going to get anywhere in your life. You allow yourself to think that way. Every day, you listen to this preacher. Every day, there's something knocks on my door. You didn't preach a good enough sermon. Did you manage the money right? When are they going to fail? When are they going to do that? Stop it. See, falling apart. I saw him. He melted right there in front of us. <laughs> no, I'm telling you the truth. Are you a good husband? Are you a good dad? Did you save enough money? Is your stomach too big today? I don't know. Yeah, I told you it's not save anyway. It does what it want to do sometimes. Today is a good day. Thank you, Jesus. Working out, working out, trying, trying, trying. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Stop it. Stop it. Decide. I have, I have a free will. I can say no to that thought. I can say, you, you, you will not, you will not, you will not drag me into that. I will not let you tell me that. See, sometimes you've got, you, you, you got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Your kids don't appreciate you, they'll catch up later. That's my new saying, you catch up later. <laughs> I'm moving forward. I will not let you have my spirit all tied down with that. You catch up later. You'll figure this out later. But I'm not letting that my mind and my spirit. I'm starting where I'm at. I'm in the present. And here's what the Bible said. I got to get out of here. Not to him who's able to keep me from falling, to keep me from stumbling. He can... I know that my God is able to take my life, but I need to start now. I need to live in the now. Stop walking with your head back like this, looking, trying, you're running into stuff because you won't. Look forward. This is where I'm going. This is my new direction. I will not live in the past. I will start now. Come on, give God a hand clap if you're hearing me today. Come on, come on, give God a praise. I'm going to start right now. Won't you shout out loud and say amen? I mean this.
why don't you put your stuff down, stand up on your feet, and make a declaration. You're not living in the past. You're going to go forward and watch God bless your life. Come on, give God a big shout and a big praise. Come on, everybody clap your hands. God, we praise you today. We honor you today. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we honor you today. Hallelujah. God, we come to you because we know you are the one who has the answer for us. Speak against the spirit of depression and guilt and bondage. I have a will, free will. I can decide to change this. My wife and I can say, we're, gonna, we're, we're changing all this arguing mess. We're getting rid of all this foolishness in our relationship. We're not going to play these games. I'm, you're not going to have to chase me around and beg me out and stop all that. We're not living like that. We're going to get ourselves together and get ourselves out of debt and get our, get our lives in order. We're not going to pick on our kids and make it hard for them. They're not going to be afraid when I come home. We're going to change all that in Jesus' name. We're not accepting this. We're going to decide and we're going to stop now. Today. Today we hear your voice, Lord, and today we change. Father, I pray the Holy Spirit would bring blessing, grace to your people's hearts. I pray this will be the moment that their lives will never be the same. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here today and you say, Pastor Ricky, after hearing today's message, I get it. I realize that what you said really spoke to my needs, to my life issues. I need a relationship with God today. When I leave out of here, I don't want to be unsure about where I stand with God. I want to be forgiven and I want to move forward. I want to be empowered. I want to be strong. I want to be going in the right direction. And the only way you do that is to acknowledge you have been going in the wrong direction. And so if you want me to pray for you, if you say, Pastor, this is where I am, and I want you to pray for me. I want my life to change direction. I want you to pray that my walk with God would start today with a new flame and fire and commitment. Some of you would say, I've never given my life to God. Not really, but today I mean it. Today I get it. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if this is you, and you want me to pray a prayer for you to start your walk with God today, I want you to raise your hand. I want to know who I'm praying for. Hold your hand up high so I can be proud of that decision. I see one, two, three, four. Hold your hands up high. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, twenty, twenty-two, twenty-five. Oh my God, about thirty of you. Thirty-five of you. Keep your hands up. I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for all of these whose hands are up by faith. Let this be the time when they say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life from this moment forward. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes away our sins. You sacrifice so that we be free. We couldn't do it on our own, so we surrender our lives to you today. And we give you all the praise, and we give you all the honor. In the precious name of Jesus. And everyone say amen.